0: I'm Kyle Paletto and welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in gaming. Each Sunday, I'll take you through the biggest updates, exciting reveals and controversies in video games. Here is the news for Sunday, 22nd of May. Let's go. PlayStation have finally revealed some of the games that will be included in their PlayStation Plus Extra and Deluxe subscription service when it launches next month. There's a heap of incredible games on this list, particularly the range from PlayStation Studios like Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, and both the original Spider-Man and Miles Morales. There's also some great third-party titles like Guardians of the Galaxy, Red Dead Redemption 2, plus a bunch of older indie hits like Hollow Knight and Outer Wilds. This looks like a great lineup for someone who has perhaps taken a few years off from gaming. And Sony have said in multiple interviews now that they aren't interested in bringing their brand new titles to the service outside of gaming trials. It does look pretty confusing when you look at the tiers available for PlayStation Plus Extra and Deluxe, especially when you put it right up against the simpler Xbox Game Pass. One price to play on Xbox or PC and another to play on both. And the older titles available are more likely to have been discounted over the years since their release. So there's every chance they are sitting in your library already. There is some good news though, if you've purchased a game digitally on the PlayStation Store on the PS3 or PS4 and it becomes available on the new PlayStation Plus, you'll be able to install it on your PS5 without the new subscription. Check the show notes for a link to the whole list of games and which subscription tier you'll need to pay to play. Activision Blizzard have copped a hiding this week after they release a pretty tone-deaf tool that's supposed to help developers at their studios create more diverse games. It's called the Diversity Space Tool, and it looks a bit like a distribution chart giving various weightings to things like body type, sexual orientation, ethnicity, and age. They even gave a talk about it at the 2017 Game Developers Conference, applying it pretty awkwardly to the characters from Nintendo's Mario franchise. So uh, we discussed uh, Super Mario Run, and we found that the game had um, some points, um, in some areas, but completely lacked in others. So where the game lacked is uh, in ability, since they're all uh, non-disabled, and in sexual orientation as well, since they are all presumably straight. Um, Where the game was a bit more diverse is in gender identity. Two of the characters are female, which is, well, you know, a little bit uh, outside of the norm. Um, When it comes to culture, uh, Mario and Luigi are both Italian, which is still, like, Western, but it's not the most represented type, we presume, so we put them just a little bit on the, like, out there. Assigning numeric values to characters to determine their diversity feels pretty gross, and Activision Blizzard were quick to walk back the post, removing references to it being beta-tested on games such as Call of Duty Vanguard and Overwatch 2. Austin Walker, a former games journalist and now IP director at game development studio Possibly Space, said in a tweet that while you could take this tool with good faith and understand its intentions, the methodology used to determine the scores was pretty likely to be undermining goals of diversity and could be a response to corporate studios needing hard data before including more diverse characters. Kotaku has done some really good reporting on this story, so if you'd like to learn more, check out the link in the show notes. Two men have been arrested in Victoria, Australia this week over allegedly planning to rig an esports tournament by throwing matches. Police say they received information from a betting agency about suspicious gambling activity during a League of Legends Pro League in June of 2021. Detective Acting Superintendent Wayne Walsh from the State Intelligence Division said in a statement that this was something that police were taking seriously.
1: Esports is an emerging sporting industry that only continues to get more popular, however with that also comes an increase not only in those wanting to bet on outcomes, but also in those willing to try and take advantage of the systems for their own gain. We've developed strong relationships with a number of esports stakeholders and betting agencies, and will continue to work together to target any suspicious activity.
0: The two 25-year-olds have been charged with the offence of using corrupt conduct information for betting purposes and engaging in conduct that corrupts or would corrupt a betting outcome, both of which carry a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. They're due to face the Melbourne Magistrates' court on September 26. Fall Guys, the lockdown hit, will flail and wobble its way to Nintendo Switch and Xbox in June when it becomes free-to-play. Epic Games acquired developer Media Tonic along with its parent company in March 2021 and it's following a pretty similar path to another hit multiplayer game owned by the gaming behemoth Rocket League when that became free to play. The game will fully support cross-progression and cross-platform play and all previous owners of the game will be gifted in-game currency, skins and the first season pass when it launches. If you're a dedicated Steam gamer and haven't picked up the game yet, you might want to jump on now. It'll be leaving Valve's storefront for the Epic Game Store when it becomes available to everyone on June 21. Genshin Impact developers Hoyoverse have announced a new game called Zenless Zone Zero, with a cool post-apocalyptic city vibe filled with anime characters like cat girls, maids and more. In the game, civilization has been destroyed by a supernatural disaster known as the Hollows, and you'll play as a proxy, a special character who battles through this world and guides people who want to explore what's left. There are a stack of different characters to choose from with their own abilities, and if it follows the highly successful Genshin Impact model, there will be lots more on the way. Sign-ups for the closed beta are open now on the Hoyoverse website, and you can play on both PC and iOS. Everyone's favourite indie farming game, Stardew Valley, has hit a massive 20 million copies sold, six years after it was initially released. Speaking to PC Gamer this week, developer Eric Barone said he was amazed by the milestone and explained that despite its age, sales aren't slowing down. The average daily sales of Stardew Valley are higher today than at any point.
1: I'm not exactly sure why that is. My hope is that the game is just going to continue to spread via word of mouth, and the more people that are playing it, the more people will share the game with their friends. Regardless, I'm very happy that Stardew Valley is still so popular.
0: What the ever-humble developer fails to mention is the fact that this dirt cheap masterpiece has been continuously supported and updated with new content being released all the time without asking for a cent over what players initially paid. Barone is working on his next game, The Haunted Chocolatier, which I'm sure will also go on to sell a squillion copies, and we'll keep you posted as soon as we know more on that one. CD Projekt have given fans some hope this week after they took to Twitter to confirm that the current-gen upgraded versions of The Witcher 3 are set to be released before the end of 2022. The tweet was posted on the game's 7th anniversary and announced that The Wild Hunt is planned to release in quarter 4 in 2022, after the game slipped from its original release date of late 2021. CD Projekt Senior Vice President of Business Development, Michal Nowakowski, was pretty adamant back in April that the upgrade was on the way when rumours started circulating that the game wouldn't be coming out this year. And with a new Witcher title already confirmed to be in development, it'll be interesting to see if this current-gen update lines up with the promotion of that next game. In news that has made me feel pretty damn old, the team behind mobile gaming hit Subway Surfers has announced their plans for the game's 10-year anniversary. Mobile games may not be everyone's cup of tea, but it's undeniable that Subway Surfers has been a consistent hit for those who love gaming on the go. It's been downloaded more than 3 billion times and holds the record for most downloaded endless runner on Apple's App Store and most downloaded game in the history of Google Play. So to celebrate the anniversary, developers Saibo will be partnering with tree planting company Ecology to plant 200,000 trees and running a competition that will have a fan's likeness added to the lineup of playable characters. Check out the show notes for a link to all the information on how to enter. That's it for news. Here are the games you'll be able to pick up this week. Out on Wednesday is the hybrid golf game Golfy by indie developers Tryhart Studio. It's been described as a run-based roguelike mini golf deck builder, which sounds insane, but looks really fun and charming. Grab it on PC and Mac on the 26th. So out this week is the latest installment in Rebellion Development's Sniper Elite series, Sniper Elite 5. These games have had their ups and downs over the years with some pretty clunky games along the way. But They seem to have smoothed things out in recent years, and this installment looks great so far. Check it out on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation this Wednesday. And a massive 17 years after the last installment in the series... Polish developers Tate Multimedia are releasing a brand new KO the Kangaroo game. The series was not outstanding in its day, but had a lot of that classic early 2000s charm of games like Spyro and Rayman 2. This reboot, or should I say, Reboot, has captured the style of that era really well, so I'm looking forward to seeing if it pulls it off or not. It's out on all platforms this Thursday. If you've got 15 minutes, we'll catch you up on the gaming news each Sunday on Walkthrough. This has been Walkthrough by SIFTA. My name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. SIFTA is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, Fiona Bartholomeus, Kyle Paletto, Daniel Ang and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer and Gianni Giovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the Walkthrough theme tune and thanks to Omni Studios for their support of Sifter's three podcasts. You can find Sifter on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, by going to at SifterHQ. We post links to all the stories we publish, so it's another way you can keep up to date with great reviews and interviews with creators. So find us on at SifterHQ and give us a follow. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday.